this is not on topic. <laughs> this whole episode is pretty much not on topic. So did those guys really name their app after a meme? Huh? Buckle up, fellow kids. It's time for Founder Quest. How y'all doing? I'm doing. Yeah, about the same. I've been riding my scooter to work all week. Oh, how's that? It's a lot of fun. So I've got a little electric kick scooter and uh, top speed about 25 miles per hour. Yeah. And I was concerned about it being able to get up the hill on the, the hill that I have to go back up on my way home. And it does, it does drag a bit on that hill. So I only got a single motor. Guess I should have gone with a dual motor. But, but, but otherwise it's, it's fun. It's nice to be out in nature, I guess, air quotes, because, you know, you're still like on the road and you're still mixing with cars and stuff, but, you know, being able to see the sun coming up over the hills and down into the valley and while you're just having the feeling yeah. of the wind on your face, it's, it's all good. Sounds nice. Yeah. It sounds awesome. I don't know. It seems terrifying to me, <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure it's a lot of fun. It helped that I have done a lot of bike riding on roads. For the past several years, I'm already comfortable with the idea of mixing it up with cars, you know, and weaving in and out of traffic and, you know, realizing that people aren't going to see me and things like that. So I think if I had just gone from driving a car to straight to riding a scooter in the bike lane, that would be a little more terrifying. Yeah, that makes sense. Next, you're going to have to upgrade to like one of the electric, like skateboards or, or like a one wheel or something. Just remove that, remove the handlebars. Right, right. Yeah, this is one leading you, leading up to, Yeah. Totally. Yeah, we're just working up the hoverboards. <laughs> I mean, I commute to my backyard office, so maybe I should get like a zip line or something from the main house. I like that. Yeah. Then yeah. I could be equally like extreme. We want a zip line at our place, like out into the forest. You that could, would be fun. Just you could like, do a zip line from your deck to the sandbox. Yeah. Send the kids the, out. The, the kids would love. Well, I was thinking more yeah. for myself though. Like, screw <laughs> the kids. Like, they, they don't need a zip line. <laughs> There you go. That's actually not a bad idea. Like, um, we're going to get a, cool, a, new, a new deck in the fall. And I had thought it would be fun to like put like a fireman pole on one side or something. So mm. like kids could like slide down it. It's, it's a small, it's not, it's raised up a little bit, but not that much. It's yeah. like perfect kid sliding size. That would be totally awesome. Yeah, that would. Yeah. yeah, we have been loving our new deck that we have had for like a month and a half or something now. And it was it's a new neck. It, yeah, it's if you have a like a really old like rickety deck, a new one is a a big upgrade. And also ours is like a little bit larger too, so it's it's like you know bigger house almost. Oh, that's great. We yeah. don't even have a deck. Like, well, this one's gonna go. So it's just like then, a stairway. I think you're gonna like so, it, Star. I think so too. I know deck life. <laughs> It's going to be covered. It's the, like the like, small things. <laughs> I know. Like all I want is to be able to like go out on a nice evening or something and sit and drink a cup of tea yeah. and be outside. Where do you drink the sweet tea in the, in the summer? Like if you don't have a front porch. Yeah. That's the main problem with like with houses up here in the Northwest is there's no, there's not real front porches. Yeah. We have one that's kind of like a weird, like nod at a front porch. It's like somebody maybe had seen a front porch once when they were. <laughs> And we're like, ah, maybe I'll try and do that from memory without really knowing like what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. Some of the and, ones in Portland have them, but they're like boxed in usually. And yeah. yeah. And they're the older yeah, houses. Pretty cool. Like the old craftsmen's or whatever. Yeah. The stately, like, like grand doms. Mm -hmm. Well, here in Kirkland, we're destroying all those old houses and putting in. Thank God. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I drove by one this morning. Uh, so this morning was the first morning since I got my scooter that I actually didn't ride the scooter because it was raining and the ground was wet. I was like, ah, I don't want to do that this morning. So I just drove. But so I drove past this house that, well, yesterday it was a house. <laughs> Today it's a pile of sticks because they, they sold the lot and, you know, they're going to split it into probably, I don't know, four lots and put in some townhouses. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's always a sad thing, but, you know, people got to have a place to live. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame. They tore down a house on my block too. And except it was like, it was a condemned house and it looked like, it looked like the kind of like gingerbread fairy house that you'd find on a, on just a random stroll in the woods where you'd go inside and you'd find just a delicious meal laid out on a table just waiting for you. <laughs> and so I'm a little sad it's gone just for the, you know, just for the, I guess the storytelling aspects, the mythology of it. But I, I, I guess it's probably best not to have just <laughs> condemned structures hanging out. I still, um, I still do feel like Ida's missing out with your, with your telling of that story. Like I, I feel a little sad for you all. I know. Yeah. yeah and you're totally missing the, the, the threat possibilities there. Like, like don't, don't misbehave or I'll send you over to the gingerbread house. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of great ways to traumatize my child. <laughs> Speak, speaking of traumatizing children, I was uh, scrolling through Twitter the other day and <laughs> The Washington State Department of Health had a tweet. I don't remember what the tweet was, but they had a, a GIF embedded in it. And it was Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. It was, a, it was a scene from the show. And I was like, that's from the Department of Health? Like, my generation is now in charge. Because now we're putting <laughs> the Twitter in... account, at least. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That was, that was like the weird... It's like, I'm an adult. That was the weird, <laughs> weird experience. <laughs> Yeah, it is kind of it is kind of strange when like the you know like people in charge like start looking more and more like you until you realize they're just like yeah <laughs> they're just little kids just like yeah uh, <laughs> like and then like you wonder um, why the hell they're in charge <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I'm getting like I'm getting like Paul Ryan Paul Ryan listening to Rage Against the Machine vibes from this so. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's what I'd be playing if I was in charge of the Department of Health's there we go. Twitter account. <laughs> so I think this week it's all been a little bit, I don't know, we're all <laughs> maybe a little bit having a hard time focusing. I know I have a little bit just because it seems like that happens every every spring. As soon as the weather gets nice and it stops being nice and then gets nice and it stops being nice. Yeah. It's like you're just on edge, you're waiting by the door with your kayak <laughs> and you just... You know, got to get the jump on it before everybody else gets to the lake. That's a big, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Also, allergies have been kicking my butt lately. Oh my God, and yeah. Like I was really on top of it this year, but then like I ran out of my like Zyrtec or whatever. And I had been like, it was on the list to, you know, like replenish the supply or whatever, but I procrastinated and missed a few days. And that's just like, that's a huge mistake. So Oh, yeah. Th- that was this week, and now I'm, I'm I switched to Claret- Claritin. That's the big news of my week. <laughs> oh my gosh! So I'm getting uh, I'm getting vaccinated <laughs> later today, my second dose, and nice. Um, yeah, Congrats. and I think though I think I'm still going to keep wearing the KN95 uh, respirators outside though, just for the allergies, because <laughs> <laughs> it's the difference. It's probably a good call. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. I was helping a neighbor with some yard work and doing a bunch of weeding and had the weed whacker out and there's just dirt flying everywhere. 
And I'm like, man, I should really wear a mask. <laughs> like, oh, how ironic. Like I've got like, I don't know, a thousand masks in my house and I'm not wearing one as I'm doing all this dusty stuff, you know? Yeah, it's a, that's a good thing to do. Oh, this is reminding me, I need to stock up before fire season. Mm-hmm. So a few years ago when we had the really bad fire season, we got some VOG masks. So this is before the world knew that you're supposed to wear masks, you know? And the VOG masks are fantastic. They're, they're a fabric mask that have the filtering stuff on the inside. And highly recommend put a link in the show oh, notes. Nice. Good stuff. Cool. Then, yeah. When the, when pandemic hit, of course, they were like out of stock immediately because everybody and their brother wanted one. They've been back in stock and they're nice masks. They're really nice. Well, one thing that we have been doing is sort of like casually just like checking out alternatives to Basecamp for our internal company sort of message board. And I don't know. I, I feel like we're just kind of like perusing the alternatives. And it's been honestly, it's been a little bit difficult finding just a system out there that's like just a simple threaded message board without like a million <laughs> complex like adjustments for running like a forum that has thousands of people and somebody on twitter yesterday recommended threads so i don't know i think we're currently kind of evaluating that one but no decisions yet is that um thread is that like email? oh i was i was i was gonna say like is that twitter threads like you just um, oh, we yeah, do all of our threads. communicating and you know like just public threads <laughs> No, we're just going to use Twitter like, stories. We're just going to take some some pics of ourselves. I mean, expressive. If we're poses. if we're trying to like if we're trying to like go the opposite direction of Basecamp, we could just well, I guess this is kind of like Basecamp. You know, just do all of our communication via thought leadership. There you go. <laughs> what, what what if we did all of our internal communication via TikTok? Okay, yeah. I'm getting this. Yes, I'm on board with this. We're like, just we're just going to be influencers and. Like whoever is the most influential is gonna. And you know, you know, yeah. Win. You know what? If our employees don't like it, too bad. You get it. You get it. <laughs> you're, get, you're getting a Twitter account, and it's getting verified. <laughs> yeah, they can. They can interpret our our really random TikTok video and try and figure out what it means. <laughs> That's how they'll they'll discover our disapprovals. Uh. <laughs> on on the Basecamp thing, though, it was interesting as I was looking at it this week. And realizing that the only thing that we use in Basecamp is messages along with the files. Like we sometimes mm-hmm. attach files to our messages, but yeah, or email forwards. We, yeah, occasionally we do an email forward, uh, yeah, but we don't. Occasionally we do calendars, but yeah. we, we, we also have Google calendars. So right, right. Like we could like, yeah. and Slack. And, and, and Notion. You know, so <laughs> and Notion. So we don't do to dos, we don't do hill charts, we don't, yeah, we don't really use the project management side of the project management software that we're using. So, but the, the thing that's weird is like, as I was looking at alternatives this week, like I looked at monday.com and, and ClickUp and I don't know, a few different ones. They're all like these project management things. And it's like, well, we don't really manage projects. We, you know, we do that kind of via chat or via a Zoom caller once in a while or yeah. via Notion. We don't use a project management tool for that. And so it's like, oh yeah, all we really need are threads, conversations. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing where like you could just do it in email, but there's not like it's nice having that archival mm-hmm. ability, the ability to go back yeah, and sort of check things out and not have it dependent on like, oh, maybe I deleted that message by accident or whatever. Well, and you could do it in Slack, but then you end up with the weird like his- history aspect of it. And you have to be you'd have to like have some sort of like you have to create like a channel for it with rules. So it doesn't end up and just end up being just a chat. You know, you have to like yeah the rule of this channel is like you know every message is a thread and it's like you know or or a post or whatever yeah but yeah 
kind of have to do it manually. Yeah. Oh, I did look at Twist, and that was pretty cool, pretty close, but it also has chat. It's like, well, I don't want a second chat since we already use Slack. We're not going to ditch Slack, so. Yeah. I mean, Basecamp has chat, too. Right. And we don't use that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we could use Twist. Yeah, Twist is pretty I, nice. Like, I think we just need, like, we need threaded messages. We need, you know, everything to be archived. And we need, like, some way to, you know, see what people have been writing on lately, you know, like see what the latest activity is. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically it. Like I don't even use notifications. Like, I mean, I get them, but I don't really like, I, I see them, but, but usually by the time I see them, like, like that's not my process. I don't like look at my notifications and be like, Oh, I better check this out. I like, you know, I check out the messages like at a set, set time basically. So. Yeah. And then, yeah. The, like you said, the forum software, like we looked at discourse and it's just like way, way too much. Like, yeah, we get it. We just need a message board. We don't need like all the dials and knobs. It's, mm-hmm. it's totally a dials and knobs kind of application. Like, so looking at the settings, I'm like, whoa, okay. I'm just going to back away slowly. You know, it could be fun. Like if we, if we want to be passive aggressive, we could like shadow ban people. <laughs> we could like, you know, just do all sorts of fun things. But I suppose we don't have the hard requirement of supporting BB code, right? We can we can let that. <laughs> gonna say, yeah, like, it's a negative requirement. <laughs> I think supporting BB code is like I think that's a detriment. <laughs> so one thing that I've always really this always really annoyed me about Basecamp is that it doesn't support Markdown, and everything else we use mm-hmm. supports Markdown. So mm-hmm. everything I have is in Markdown, mm-hmm. and so if I if I write something in my personal notes, it's going to be in Markdown, and so if I want to like transfer that to like Basecamp, I've got to manually format it, which is just like, what am I? Like, what is this? Like, who do you think I am? That's like my number one gripe with, with the Basecamp, with Basecamp, like the the editor is just, you know, a WYSIWYG editor that like I constantly, like even just like when I'm writing and I'm trying to like, I want to make a list and I just type a dash, you know, like I normally in like most things these days and it just doesn't, you know, doesn't do anything in Basecamp. And I remember, oh, I have to get my mouse and click on the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. It's a huge hassle. <laughs> I, I can imagine <laughs> your quality of life being dramatically. It's just like, by, yeah. By that. <laughs> I mean, you, we this, wouldn't the, have all who weren't complaining about things like that. Like right? this, this is why I'm wearing wrist braces. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Dual wrist braces. But yeah, I totally get what you're saying. Like I, I want to be able to type star space stuff, stuff, stuff. And I get a list. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So it looks like threads.com has, you know, it does support markdown, which is nice. I don't know. I haven't really played around with it a ton. Like some some aspects of its design, like I'm not super happy. I wish like, you know, I wish it I wish the column widths were a little wider and stuff, but also I don't like certain aspects of Basecamp's design. Uh, so it's kind of a toss up for me. So I did an export of our Basecamp content. And I gotta say, their export is fantastic. They give you yeah. an HTML page that links to a bunch of other pages and, you know, per topic or project or team, whatever they call it. And, you know, the files are there and it's just, it's really well done. So I think if anyone's looking for inspiration on doing exports in their app, they should totally look at Basecamp. They nailed it. It's actually usable. Like you get this zip file, you open it up and bam, you can just browse through all your stuff. It's pretty That's pretty great. Yeah, I guess I should like be clear. Like, I think I think maybe I started this like sort of casual looking for alternatives just because 
I've seen a lot of like I've seen a lot of stuff online about it's like oh like people are angry at Basecamp. It's like I'm not really angry at them. I I'm just like well I mean well this isn't really the point. I'm kind of like sad and disappointed in them, but like also like a lot of the reason why I think they have had our business and they've had like you know my business. I've stored personal stuff in my personal Basecamp account. It's just because it's like okay like they're trustworthy and like that feeling of trustworthiness has kind of like gone down a few pegs for me. And I just kind of felt gross like logging in there because it's like, I I mean, like if you haven't been keeping up with this, like part of the deal is like they were making fun of people's names and stuff. And it's like, there's some like, so it's like, I don't know, like, are they making fun of my name? I've got a weird name. Are they like going through my stuff, making fun of it? I know that they have access to pretty much everything. I'm in, or everything that I put into Basecamp. So like, also like, is this like, even if they're not doing that now, are they going to do that in the future? Because like, it seems like they're going in that direction of like less, it seems like they're shutting down kind of like people trying to hold them internally accountable for that sort of thing. So I don't know. Like it's, it's just kind of like a gross feeling. I'm just kind of sad about the whole thing. Yeah. Personally, I kind of doubt that that's like, I mean, I kind of got the feeling like the list was more of a artifact from like the past and it had stuck around for too long. And I didn't get the feeling that they're like condoning that sort of activity really. But like, I get what you're saying. And also like for me, like a big factor of it, it's not even just that I'm mad at them or something like they did lose like 30% of their company and they're supporting two products. Now one, which is like a major, infrastructure product unlike you know hey which basically like email so they have like you know operation overhead and stuff and like they did just lose 30 percent of their company including like their what like head of strategy but basically like head of product so like i just wonder like where is the product going from here it was already kind of like you know kind of i felt a little bit like stagnating like i don't know i think they've been working on it on the next version of it is what i heard but yeah i don't know it just seems like there are questions about just the stability from, you know, from that nature too. So I, I'm probably in a third place from, <laughs> from you too. And I probably care the least. I'm like, eh, yeah, it's a message board. Yeah. They can make fun of my name. Okay. Like I had that happen when I was 10, like people do that, you know, it's like, <laughs> uh, get on. You know, I, just, yeah. I have a hard time getting up the energy to care, I guess. <laughs> That's what it comes down yeah. to. Like, don't, don't mistake me. I'm not like up in arms about it. This is more of kind of like a passive feeling. Like, it's like, oh, I've got to go on a base camp and check my things. Oh, I just feel kind of crummy about it. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, just, it's one of those friction are, things in your life you just don't need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And it's like, I'm just like, this is a message board. Like, why should I be having to like deal with this just to go like, check some messages <laughs> right it's just ridiculous yeah. i think yeah. yeah i think all all of us are really just talking like these are passing thoughts we have like using the product in light of the past the drama of the past few weeks yeah but, and if we end up like staying on it like i'm not going to be super upset i'll probably get over it it's just i don't know it's it just seems like it might be nice to try something different especially if we can get that sweet mark down <laughs> yeah yeah, I've just been, I've been surprised that there are so few products that are just about this one use case of the simple messages. I expected there to be, you oh. know, tons of things to try and no. Yeah. And of course, like there's now in our, in our company notion, there's now like a design document. 
for because we're going to build our own. We're going to build our own, of course. What, what does any good tech team do when they're frustrated with the 20 solutions on the market? They build solution number 21. <laughs> of course. Yeah, maybe we'll build that. So the, uh, the code name for that project is Budgie. I, I, named it, I named it Budgie because I went to do the Google search. I'm like, okay, what's a, what's a communicative type of animal? What's a social animal? And so I did it. I can't remember the search I did. But the first thing I got turned up was like the most social birds. I don't know. And so there's this list of birds and uh, Budgie was number one bird. And uh, so I'm like, okay, cool. And then uh, I was like, well, what kind of domains are available? Because of course, when you start a project, you have to find the, you have to buy the domain, right? Before you do anything else, you got to go buy that domain. And so surprisingly, and perhaps not surprisingly in retrospect, like every variant of Budgie is taken. Like, of course, Budgie.com, but also like Budgie.app. And budgieapp.com. I'm like, wow, how many? How many? And they're all like for sale. None, none of them are, oh, yeah. are, are actual products. They're all, you know, parked and they're for sale. I'm like, okay, so a bunch of people have had this idea about what's a social animal, or I guess budgies are really popular for pets, right? And so mm-hmm. they're like looking for the, the ad arbitrage opportunities with people looking for, you know, how do I take care of my budgie, you know, or whatever. Anyway, yeah, just kind of a, kind of a diversion that's interesting the the first thing that popped into mind when i when i heard that like i like the name it's a it's a cute name and there's this episode of so there's this really good australian cartoon kids cartoon called bluey and there's an episode where they find a little budgie that's like injured and it dies and so the kids have to like come to terms with that and it's just i don't know it's just like the little budgie died bluey is like one of the I mean, best cartoons ever by the way yeah bluey yeah, oh that. i'm glad you like it yeah, never so heard good. it it's super good. It's super good. It basically the whole cartoon is just like these kids, they're, they're dogs with their kids. They're just like making up games to play with each other. And so what, how it works is like, you know, the kids watching the show, like see it and it's like, okay, they're, that makes them want to play that game too. And so it's just not like dumb TV. It's like, it's sort of like gets, gets them kind of like doing stuff outside of the TV, which is kind of nice. That's a good, really good analysis of the show. I hadn't thought about that aspect of it, but come to think of it, like my kids totally like, yeah, imitate them. Oh yeah. Like I, I know, just over because, like, I now have to like play every game <laughs> yeah. show and I've got to know them by name, what the rules are. So yeah, the thing we, one of the things we like about it is just, they really get, they really got like the sibling dynamic down. Like it is like our mm-hmm. kids to a T. So yeah, it's pretty funny. Or now that I think about it, maybe it's like our kids have now become the characters in this show. <laughs> it's a good thing you don't watch The Simpsons. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Actually, we do watch The Simpsons. <laughs> Is The Simpsons still on? It's yeah. on Disney Plus. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It is still a thing. Do, they're still making Yeah, they're still, they're still making it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's like, I don't know. Now we, yeah. We don't have to think about that. <laughs> we don't mu- watch much of The Simpsons with them yet, you know three and four year old. Exactly. I don't know if I'm no quite, if I'm quite ready for a couple of little like Bart and Lisa's. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. You put that off as long as you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I actually did a little bit of work this week. This, I was working on something, I don't know what, and I noticed that the test, one of the tests was running kind of long, like it was just stuck. I don't usually watch tests. I don't usually run the tests. Actually, I just let our CICD run the test. I don't even worry about it. Right. And, but this morning for something, for some reason, I don't know, I was working on something. And I happened to be running the tests and I noticed that one of the tests was just stuck. That's weird. And so I did a little investigation. Turns out that 
a number of our tests do some domain name server resolution because we have like for webhooks, when someone puts in a webhook, we want to verify that the destination is not like a private thing. It's, they're not trying to like do a HREC2 credentials or stuff like that. And so it does some checks like, is this a private IP address? Does this domain name actually resolve? Blah, 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 blah. And also for uptime checks, obviously people are putting in domains for that too. So turns out that, I don't know, maybe it was my machine. Uh, maybe it was the internet being dumb, whatever. But the domain name resolution was what was holding up the test. And like this happens, as you can imagine, in a variety of places in our tests. And so like this one, this one test suite that I was running, which is only like, I don't know, seven or eight tests, it was taking a minute or two minutes to run. And then I fixed this so that it stopped doing the domain name resolution and it took two seconds. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, it's slight in improvement to our test suite there. So did you life improvement. benchmark like overall? Because that's that's got to be a huge improvement if, if, if it's doing that everywhere. Well, it's not doing that everywhere. And I, I yeah. haven't I did I did do a push. So I have to go and check and see what what GitHub see if it was dropped up that time. I haven't yeah. yet. Well, it might have been. The slow, like whatever was wrong with your DNS resolution in the first place that was causing it to be extra slow, right? Like if DNS, it would it be faster if DNS was fast? Yeah, it could have been. I yeah. actually did some tests on my laptop at the time. Like, is my DNS resolution slow? No. Okay, so it's the test. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, what so it's just resolving that. a bunch of at like actual URLs mm -hmm. in the test. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah. Well, nice so. work. That you reminded me that I did some work this week too. I, I added very important work. I must say I added a, a yak to our Slack bot <laughs> to, to where if you mention mean? if you mention if you mention the, the word yak when you're interacting with with the Slack bot now, it will return. You should do it in Slack, just whatever badger bot. I say like badger bot yak me. Okay, I'm it, doing it, it. okay do it. Oh, sorry, it's the wrong channel. Hold on. You got to do it in uh, general, I think. Yeah. Come on, Petrobot. Oh my God. <laughs> it's a little text-based yak. Yeah. I love him. Um, well, yeah, because I, I, this came about because earlier this week, I was like just passively me like mentioning in chat that I'm like just yak shaving. My, my entire life is yak shaving. And that just got us talking about this. Like, why doesn't our, you know, why don't we have some ask, you know, some representation of that in our, in our chat, in our Slack, you know, in our Slack. So obviously I had to stop everything I was doing and build that right away. And of course there were some, you know, like escaping issues that came up as a result of that. So obviously I had to, I had to deploy a few, you know, a few hot fixes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole the whole episode amuses me. Like I, I just I love it. Like I, I would do exactly the same. But what, what also amuses me is that we already have as part of Slack Giphy, right? And you could just like dump a picture of a yak in there. But you're like, no, that's not good enough. No. I, I must have I must have an ASCII yak. It's got to be an ASCII my... yak. Yeah, <laughs> it's just great. Love technology. Yeah. I kind of miss Hubot, like where it would just automatically, like if you just mention it, maybe I should change our Slack bot so that it does that. So if you say yak, a wild yak appears, by the way, that's what the text at the bottom of the ASCII yak says, a, a wild yak appears. So like, yeah, I, I just wish like it would pop up if someone like just mentions it in a chat, you know, like if they're talking about it, mm -hmm. so, I guess yeah, we could do that. It's listening to everything, right? Be funny. Like we used to have Hubot and every time you said ship, 
when the ship right. is squirrel. The ship is yeah. squirrel. And, uh, you know, that like, that definitely would like annoying at times, but overall, I'd say it was worth it. Totally worth it. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. do remember sometimes where like things were on fire and it's just like popping up funny gifts <laughs> and it's like, not now, not now, Hubot, not now. Yeah. Go sit in the corner. Should have had that yeah. command. Go away for a while. Yeah. Or just make it a separate. This should maybe we should just make this a separate bot that you don't have to have in your ops channel. You know, maybe this will be our next product. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's like when you mentioned yak, it, it turns into like an Oregon Trail type hunting scene yeah. with the yak, and you have to yeah, you have to like shoot the very slow pixel at it. Mm-hmm. I do love this aspect of our business of being. I mean, I assume it's like a side effect of being small. Like, I don't know. I'm sure like large teams also do this, you know, like just kind of spend a, <laughs> I didn't spend a day on this, but you know, like spend a day just like doing something completely useless. But I like that we can do that. Yeah. It's, and, it's awesome. and the total lack of responsibility, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a total lack of responsibility? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think you could argue that there is a total lack of responsibility. Maybe relatively. Maybe. I think we're speaking relatively. Relatively. Well, there's like responsibility to customers, but I don't know. Do they count? Nah. Speaking of being a small company, just because of a recent acquisition of one of our competitors, I had gone to look at what some of our other competitors, what status they were. And I was just blown away with how many employees our competitors have. It's really amazing. Yeah. Like, God, we, what are they doing with all those people? Do they have a professional volleyball team or something? Like, <laughs> Not in the past year. Well, they play, they play over Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a professional Pong league now. There you go. So we have, we have five employees. The uh, competitor with the closest that I looked at, that has the closest amount of, number of employees, comes in at a hefty 71. And then the, the largest number that I found was 147 employees. Yeah. Was that impressive? The competitor, the, the first one you mentioned with the 70 something employees, and I assume like over $100 million in funding, were they the ones that were recently like, like bragging on Twitter about how much more usage they have than everyone else? I don't know because I don't remember seeing that bragging. They, they but... were, but <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was kind of a, kind of funny like yeah you would you would probably be the major player (laughs) yeah that's something i've definitely learned throughout the course of of running this business is that a company that has tens or i don't know a hundred do you say a hundred million dollars that's a lot of of funding can do more work (laughs) than like three people even if those three people are very very good it's just yeah you just (laughs) it's like they can do more work and that's all right. And we're just going to like have our little garden patch over here. It doesn't matter if like ConAgra is like a mile down the road. Like they can do their thing. We can do our thing. Yeah. As long as they don't you know. let their seeds blow into our, our farmland, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but let me just ask you a question. Like, so like when it comes to like buying your like strawberries for your, your traditional like summer, like strawberry shortcake, are you going to go to that just wonderfully just delightful artisanal farm down the road or are you just gonna like slide over to conagra and get some of their like 
strawberry shaped objects. I, I gotta say, I love roadside fruit stands. Those are the best. Like when cherry season happens here in Washington, like going and grabbing a whole mess of cherries from some random person that's just parked on the side of the road. I mean, it's awesome. So my favorite ones are the ones that like, if you stop and think about it, it's like, so when I used to live, like I used to live in Arkansas and like one time I was walking by and there was like a roadside fruit stand just with oranges. And it's like, hold up, hold up. Oranges don't grow in Arkansas. Like what, what is this? So I don't know if he just went to Costco and got a bunch of oranges or maybe, <laughs> maybe he, yeah, maybe he like did a, maybe he did like the cannonball run from, from Florida straight up. No road trip. Um, it was, got it was selling oranges all the way up, but there was some explaining to do. <laughs> I, I didn't realize it until I was saying it, but it really does sound ridiculous that you're going to go and get some food items from some random person on the side of the road. But I love roadside fruit stands. They're great. Oh, <laughs> well, I don't know. In this day and age, probably. Yeah. But. <laughs> maybe things should be more like that. Maybe that would uh, solve some well, that, problems. Well, coming back to the front porch thing, do you know the country song, If the World Had a, had a Front Porch? No, I, I don't. Definitely have to link it up in the show notes. But but yeah, it's it's all about like, if the world had a front porch, like we did back then, right? Then things yeah. would be better, right? People would be more friendly. We'd be chatting with our neighbors. Yeah, things would just be mm-hmm. overall be good. So yeah. We'd all know each other. Yeah, is that true? <laughs> is that true? Well, I guess I gotta say, you know, I, I grew know. up I grew up in the deep south and I did not have a front porch. And none of my friends had a front porch because we all lived in the same neighborhood and all the houses were the same, right? But we were all still pretty friendly, even though oh, we didn't have go. front porches. So well, I had a front porch and people were assholes. So <laughs> I, I think the correlation between front porches and nice people is kind of it's, it's weak. In the song, though, isn't it more like a metaphor? Like, yeah, I mean, you could say the internet's the world's front porch, and like, look how great that's worked out. <laughs> <laughs> if you just like, yeah, just build a front I'm sure porch. It's a nice song. I don't mean to. I don't mean to make fun of the song. I'm, I'm sure it's a good song. You you build a front porch that the entire population of the world could fit on. <laughs> see how that goes. That's it's what like, we sh- oh shit, we de- we deforested the Amazon to get the wood for this. <laughs> That's we should name our little uh, message board product front porch. Front porch. Oh, that's nice. And like you can have like add-ons to that, like for upgrades. Like it could be like you could get the rocking chair mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like the Whitland knife. Yep. And the sweet tea. The sweet tea, yeah. yeah. Or the mint julep. Was like sweet tea a thing when you were a kid? Yes. Okay. Like, did people like refer to it as like, ooh, sweet tea? It's no this thing. People okay, just refer to it as tea. Like, okay, thank there, you. There was no other tea, right? It was just, yeah, just that. Okay. But it yeah, was sweet. Was just, yeah, it was sweet. Of course. Okay. I mean, yeah, of course. It's, <laughs> That's it's the only tea that existed. <laughs> like, yeah. But none, none of this, <laughs> yeah, okay. None of this Earl Grey hot business. No, no, no. <laughs> I just saw, yeah, I, I just noticed, like, I just noticed, I don't know, around 2007, everybody started talking about sweet tea. It's like, what? What's this? Yeah, yeah, totally. I, it's a Southern thing on YouTube. Their channel is pretty funny. They they go, go into the sweet tea thing quite a bit. So I guess if you want some additional context, do some some research on that whole aspect. You can go and watch that YouTube channel. I'll have to link it up in the show notes. Yeah, I will check that out. Well, would you uh, gentlemen like to wrap it up? I think I've got to start. I guess, okay. 
I'm gonna be I'm gonna be southern here. I'm fixing to get ready to to think about going to my my vaccine appointment. Yet, <laughs> you know you know that joke. Have you heard that? Okay. I haven't heard that uh -oh. joke. What? Okay, so it's like you know two two oh man two southern guys. All right, one's like G yet. Oh G yeah yeah. Okay. Uh, Sorry. Nope. Y'all too. I haven't been in a while. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been back in a while. <laughs> oh, good times. Sometimes I miss the South, but not during the summer. <laughs> yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite words that is like, I think, I think it might be a local Arkansas word is tump. It's a verb, tump, to, it's the action of tipping something over and dumping out its contents. Specifically, yep. like the, the perfect use case is a wheelbarrow. Like you tump out the wheelbarrow. I'm sorry, oh. tump out the wheel bar. <laughs> Totally. I am learning so much on this episode, by the way. There you go. There you go. It's the culture. It's about the South. It's, it's great. Like I'm, le I'm learning more about, yeah. This is your second vaccine appointment, right? Yeah, it's the second, second one. Second and final. Oh, well, for now. So I'm ready for it to hit me. I'm just yes. like, I'm like, bring it the story. Me. Bring it on. Yeah. yeah. Mine was like a 48 hour ordeal, but um, back to normal now. Feel great. Well, that's good. You got your yeah. superpowers. Yeah. Oh, good luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, maybe one day we'll be able to have like a, a conclave in person again. <laughs> Although I might need, I might need like a, the support of a therapist or something. Cause just like, I mean, I like y'all, but like, I don't know if I'm over the droplets yet. <laughs> <laughs> we can still wear masks. <laughs> okay, that's good. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. I will talk to y'all later. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Ani Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360 degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. Founder Quest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.